0: This program is brought to you by Personallifemedia.com. You're listening to The Living Green. I'm your host, Meredith Medland, and if you'd like to follow along today, with our show notes, you can go to livinggreenshow.com. Thanks for joining us today. A great show ahead. We're going to learn about Jack Gesteit. He is the founder of Treespiritproject.com, which is a photographic celebration of our interdependence with nature. Jack Gesteit has been a professional photographer since 1987. He was raised by two photographer parents in New York City, but it was on the countryside north of the city, and that's where he first fell in love with nature. He began the Tree Spirit Project. It's a collection of photographs that depict human beings in communion with trees. This started in 2003, where he felt the presence of a tree, which he now calls the Grandmother Tree, which was a giant 300-year-old live oak tree that's right in Marin, California, that's right over the Golden Gate Bridge. All the people in Jack's photographs are volunteers and not paid models, and they all are drawn to Jack's work because his mission is to highlight the critical importance of trees, both on a global, environmental, and spiritual scale in our lives. You'll see Jack's tree spirit photographs in newspapers and magazines all around the world. And you're also about to see a documentary film project about the making of Tree Spirit Photographs, which is currently in production. So today on our show, we're going to talk to Jack. Thank you so much for all the questions that you've brought in through Facebook and through emailing me. I'll get a chance to ask many of those today. So here we are. Jack, welcome to Living Green.
1: Thank you, Meredith. A pleasure to be here.
0: I'm really, really glad to have you on the show and I'm going to start first with some of our listener questions. So Lion Goodman writes in and he says, Jack Gesteit is a living treasure. Must be nice to be called a living treasure. And he <laughs> photograph exactly right. Is a living treasure, which you are, I agree. And he photographs living treasures, trees and people. Both naked and both beautiful. My question for Jack. Hey, Jack, what impact would you most like your
1: photographs to have on people? A uh, beautiful question, and uh, I guess it would be to um, share my love of trees with more people so that they, in turn, can feel their own love for trees in the world and act accordingly, whatever that might be for them. So I want to um, light up other people's love for trees with my own. Hmm. I like that.
0: So just so our listeners know that haven't seen your work before, can you give us a quick overview of what your photographs look like and some of the things you've got ahead?
1: <laughs> oh, I couldn't possibly. Uh, a picture is worth a thousand words, and I've taken you know, tens of thousands of photographs in my life, and now... Uh, scores. I think there are 50 or 51 pictures on the website. I just did one two days ago. And please go look at the photographs and feel what you feel from them. That's why I'm a visual artist. That's why I'm a photographer. I, I certainly love to talk and can talk. But even more than that, now I love to be quiet, and I love to be quiet among trees. I invite people to join me to make photographs. We make these images that then go out to the world, and I hope speak volumes without me having to speak so much.
0: Well, they certainly do, and listeners, if you're online right now, you can go to treespiritproject.com, click on the gallery tab, which is right under the word tree um, on Jack's site, and if you want to look at the pictures there while we're talking, I think they'd be be great, great background for you. And there's also on the press page, there's an extraordinary uh, video. I believe it's on the press page. Jack, I'm talking about the Grace, Grace and Gravity. Yeah, it's on the right-hand rail, yes. and it's an it's an overview of the project. And so you can actually run that mm-hmm. movie. Uh, it just has audio song in the background while you're listening to this interview if you want to have even more fun with your digital environment. So <laughs> got to get everybody tuned in here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so let's start, I guess, from our first connection was when your work was being displayed at One Taste Urban Retreat Center in San Francisco, California, and I'd like to to talk about my, my first excitement around participating in your photographs, which I actually didn't end up doing, but my Love of the human body and my love of nature and the positive feelings I have about what you're doing. And so first I want to say thank you. And secondly, I want to share with our listeners that in the research that I did about you and listening to other press interviewing you, I didn't realize how, um, uh, wow, the naked part of the trees project is here because I really was seeing the trees... And the human beings were sort of beautiful, but a secondary kind of drapery on the trees. And what I learned through the other many, probably 80% of the interviews that I heard that you've participated in, there's been quite a lot of charge around the nakedness of the photographs.
1: Uh, it, it's a huge topic and we can dive right in but um, n- nudity in our culture is a huge topic and that's an, there's an intersection there with uh, nature love everyone can be for but for instance, the Sierra Club, an amazing organization uh, at least so far I mean who knows things might change but would probably never touch tree spirit photographs. They wouldn't publish them because there's nudity and somehow that isn't wholesome, it isn't family, and, you know, now we're off and running or down into the rabbit hole really about uh, the charge of nudity in our culture, which for me, I think, touches on sexuality in our culture, which is the ultimate fascination and simultaneously, paradoxically, the ultimate taboo. (laughs) So
0: how, how does that feel for you to be doing your life's work and
1: have people not really get you? Well, uh, <laughs> that's probably why I'm now living in Marin County where I'm surrounded by people who do get me. And, uh, you know, as we all uh, draw friends to ourselves in our lives, I have friends who support me in this work and in, and teach me. I have so much more to learn and so much more to open to and to uh, really it's the journey of moving through my own fears, you know, which I have like every human being I've met. Uh, into, more, um, into more love. You know, there's love and fear. So love of trees and love of uh, my own body and other people's bodies and sexuality and sensuality. Love and the courage to express that love, whether, well, for me, it's photographically, but however anyone's called to do that, we're all, um, I think, just so terrified. And we're so used to a background of fear, we're not even aware that we're afraid. That's That's how bad it is, if you want to look at it from that perspective. And, you know, this is the journey of our lives.
0: Hmm. Well, I would like to touch on that a little uh, more with you in our second break. But before we do that, I want to honor some of our other listener questions. So here's another one, uh, and it says, Hey, Perky Podcaster, <laughs> be sure to ask Jack how he sees the role of trees in cities, such as how they contribute to the look and the feel of a city compared to man-made features and how they could be better used. I'd love to know about some of the cool examples that he's seen and keep having fun. So, thanks, listener, for uh, writing that in. You have any thoughts on that?
1: <laughs> Enough for four thousand podcasts. Do I have any thoughts? on I know we um, had
0: to do a four hundred part series.
1: Gosh. Uh, well, you know, I can. That's uh, funny. Let me shorten it for a podcast and down to a word. What's my role? My thought about trees in the city in one word? More. <laughs> Two words. More, please. Uh, trees in the city are so amazing. They are emissaries for the natural world in our, you know, I mean, nature. We're all nature. Man is nature. Buildings are nature. Concrete is nature. George Carlin did a great routine on that. But trees are nature that's not um, affected or mitigated or mediated is a great word by the mind of man. And the mind of man is often separate. It's tricky how you use that word. It's a meditative sense, the word separate from nature. When I'm walking down the street, I see a billboard, and I think, as I read the billboard. When I look at a tree, I mean, I can go to labeling the tree and say it's a tan oak or a live oak or a street tree or not. But more often than not, for me especially, I'm just, I'm moved to to beauty. Like, oh, my God, this beautiful tree, and it's pushing up through the pavement, and it's alive. And it doesn't care if someone drives through a truck into its limb and cracks it off. It's going to keep on growing and doing its thing without complaint. So what wonderful teachers and emissaries in the city more, please. Hmm, more, but I love it.
0: I, um, I live in Santa Barbara, and um, for anyone that's been to Santa Barbara or who lives here, I'm going to share with you an experience I had uh, with a tree that's on, on Anapamu Street. So it's right across from the UPS store where my PO mailbox is. And um, so it's 27 West Anapamu. So if anyone lives here, they can check it out. And it's this extraordinary tree. And, Jack, I want to share with you how I discovered this tree. And my hope is that you can help our listeners discover trees in their city or their environment after I share with you what happened. So a friend of mine was walking down the street with me, and he said, oh, I want to show you one of my favorite trees. Coolest tree on the street. Now, remember, I told you that my P.O. box is a tree. So I've been on this street for at least four years, probably every other day. Now, I never noticed this tree was there. And what I realized after I had the tree pointed out and after I started interacting more frequently with this this friend of mine is that his filter of the world was completely different than mine as it related to trees in cities or even trees in outdoor environments and that my eyes have been trained to look for more media messages or marketing messages, and that my my filter is quite different. And so I had this experience that day of the whole street opening up, and all of a sudden I saw the trees were primary, and the concrete and the advertising were all secondary to the nature, and I saw that we were in nature as human beings. We'd built up around it. And in that moment, there was a lot of surprise and a lot of like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I missed that. And my filter has permanently changed since that moment. And so my hope is that you can share with our listeners ways that your filter for nature has evolved through the years since the beginning of this project and where it's at now and how we might be able to see the beauty of nature and the lines of nature that you capture in your photographs when we take a hike or when we're even walking down a city
1: street. Um, you want me to jump in? Please, yeah. Okay, yeah. Go for um, it, here. You know, I, it's interesting to try to keep this um, compact, but the first step is desire. You know, do you want to feel connected to nature? Do you want to relax and enjoy the moment in your life? If so, then step outside and, and there are trees all around us. Um, it's just wanting to. That's the beginning point um, for me. Um, I've always been a nature lover, so I see them. I'm a photographer, so I see them. I've got two photographer parents, so I see trees. And I think also that uh, people I talk to, the thousands of people I meet through making tree spirit photographs, uh, most, the vast majority have had deep childhood connections and memories and love for trees, whether it's swinging in a hammock under a tree or having a favorite tree they'd read a book under or had their first kiss under or spent um, hiding out from a thunderstorm under a tree, whether that's right in the middle of Manhattan where I grew up or in the countryside somewhere. So, you know, if you'd like to feel those feelings again, um, don't live just in your memory. Um, go out and start looking. They're everywhere. We, we hide under them. Uh, on a hot sunny day to find some shade uh, in the cities they you know sequester carbon and clean our water In uh, so many and uh, not to mention just visual beauty I mean my gosh they're they're everywhere so if you want to folks just go out and if these words and Meredith's words have some impact on you or call to you in some quiet part of yourself a longing just begin right now look out your window as you're listening to this and look at a tree it doesn't have to be the biggest or the most dramatic they're they're everywhere
0: Thank you. That, I think that's going to be super helpful. One of the other things I'm hoping that you can share is the vernacular that you've learned about trees. And, and what I mean by that is another one of our listeners writes, cool stuff. Now that guy can actually see trees. <laughs> Direct him to some of the giant muscly fig trees around here. Oh, my gosh, it's going to be an amazing interview. I know that you'll make it interesting and entertaining. So." Uh, what the key of that that audience listeners share is that the the muscly fig trees. The word muscly, is not that wasn't in my vocabulary as a way <laughs> to to describe a tree. Can you share with us some of the descriptors as if we were you know sipping wine or uh, you know fi- you know the savory the sen- sensation based experience of trees so that we can increase our vocabulary around how to explain features of trees.
1: Oh my gosh. Uh, You know what? I want to bow out gracefully. That's really difficult for me. I mean, I've done some writing in my time and I'm okay with words, but I I look at some massive sinewy colossus that's living and springing up from the earth and I go quiet. I don't want to talk about it anymore. It takes me out of the experience for the most part. I want to maybe make a picture of it. And sometimes I see an amazing tree and I don't even see that it's a photograph uh, because of my, my critical gear goes into place and says, oh, the light's wrong, there's a fence behind it, this limb is broken in a way that won't work with a shadow, and I just, I can have a beautiful experience with that living creature, but it's not going to be a tree spirit photograph, and that's fine, they're not all meant to be, but as far as just finding descriptive words for trees, I mean, I guess I just threw out two, massive and sinewy, but... Um, <laughs> Those words, like even my pictures, in my opinion, fall so far short of the experience of being with a tree, of touching a tree, of feeling the bark of a tree, of relaxing against a tree, instead of running off to the next busy thing we must do because it's so important to get done quickly, and then we'll be happy.
0: (laughs) That was well spoken. I just got back from Hawaii, and uh, I went to Manoa Falls uh, in in Honolulu, and. And hug the huge tree, one of my biggest ever, and uh, other than a mirror woods, and wow, um, I'm reminded as you just shared that 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 is awfully true. Um, do you have a favorite photograph?
1: Do I have a favorite photograph? Yeah, yeah. Uh, not any more than I have a favorite dessert. No, no. I absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely don't. Too too many loves. Sorry. <laughs>
0: Well one of the one of the ones I'd like to draw our listeners attention to if you happen to, to go to treespiritproject.com which is Jack's site is um I there's one called uh We Are The River that I think is quite amazing and it's a whole bunch of uh bodies lined uh, making a river trail through the the forest. Can you tell us a little bit that, about that photograph?
1: Sure. Actually, that's the uh, one of the much more recent photos. And the challenge for me, I've been making these photographs for six years, is to not repeat myself, or at least not repeat myself so often. So I started with some massive trees, and it was uh, to hug them or be near them or be in their branches, and that's fine. And I, I may do parts of that again, but uh, with We Are the River, I just uh, that was actually a trail just a mile from my house, uh, a hiking and running trail for me. And I just love the, the swale of the land covered by small trees, uh, pines in the background, and then there's a big green hillside in my, a mile off behind that. And I just I had a vision. I just, oh, my God, just people laying down in this landscape and then connected to the trees also. But not uh, not in a way I'd done before. And people have had, I mean, lucky me, people have had wonderful response to that photo. As a photographer, as any artist, I do what I do because I, I feel a strong um, pull to do it. And then if, if I'm lucky, other people respond to it. I have no control over how people respond to my photographs. Um, that one was new, different. I hope to continually be inspired to make new and different um, images of people with trees in different ways.
0: (laughs) You're learning the universal laws through photography.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, (laughs) absolutely. Not being able
0: to control others, right? We're going to take a break to thank our sponsors. I'm so glad that we're talking. And, And when we come back from the break, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about another one of your photographs, which is called tea tree tangle. So if you're on the website, you can check that out. And, um, more than the actual photograph. I'm going to ask you some questions about um, some media attention that you've gotten ab- about that um, about that photograph as well as the uh, eucalyptus entwined in an interview um, that you have posted on your website. So thanks so much for listening, everybody. You can go to livinggreenshow.com if you want to look at some of the other episodes that we've done or if you want to see the show notes from this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you want to reach me or make any comments, you can find me on Facebook, and it's Meredith Medlin. I love interacting with people there. We've got lots of great shows coming up in the future. I'm glad you're tuned in for this one. We'll take a minute to thank our sponsors, and Jack will come back in just a few moments. Thanks so much for being on Living Green.
1: Hey, this is Sean Daly, host of Green Talk Radio. Green Talk helps you navigate the maze of green and eco products on the market today and make smarter lifestyle choices at home and at work through informative and entertaining interviews with industry authors and experts, as well as executives from innovative companies around the world. Find Green Talk Radio on iTunes or at personallifemedia.com. Green Talk Radio, environmental stewardship through smart consumption. Green Talk Radio.
0: Welcome back from the break. I'm Meredith Medlin, and I'm your host, and we're talking with Jack Gesteit, who you can find out more information about at backphoto.com or treespiritproject.com. So point your browser there if you'd like to follow along with some of the pictures that we're talking about today. Jack, I'm really appreciating our conversation, so thanks for being with me.
1: My pleasure. Thank you, Meredith.
0: All right. So I was having a great time researching all the other media interviews, uh, with you, and if you go to the press tab on your site on the right-hand rail, there is an interview you did with Dr. Claudia Six, and she it was on um, KUSF radio, and it was actually the I think the name of the show is something about erotic integrity, or it has sort of a sensuality angle.
1: What's exactly the name of the show? erotic uh, it's, it's claudia six on sex and the show is erotic integrity well uh, oh so I got that, right. that's the okay. theme for her show the, the the show is six on sex claudia six on sex
0: perfect okay so if you want to listen to that show it's posted on jack's website so jack here's what happened so i'm listening to the show just doing a little background and you guys start talking about one of your photographs which is eucalyptus union and i noticed or I thought at least, you started to kind of clam up a little bit because Claudia was trying to talk to you about sex and, like, are people actually making love in the trees when you're taking their photograph or are people do people have erections or, like, what... She was trying to get into the, like, grindy... Sort of what's this? What kind of sex is happening, Jack? And I was both—I was sort of offended, and then I was also surprised because I didn't—that wasn't the angle that I'd even considered taking for our interview. I was really, like I said at the beginning, I, I, it just seemed obvious to me. Of course, you'd want to be in nature naked. That sounds like a great time. It—it it just didn't—I didn't have her her filter, and so I listened to it over and over again and thought. God, that's got to be hard because here you are doing this, what I'm perceiving as really beautiful artwork and people might have some pretty serious opinions about what you're doing and now you're in this national media interview and you're getting kind of put in the corner to say something sexy and uh, I, I just thought we should talk about that.
1: Uh, it's a great topic, and we can just jump right in if you want.
0: <laughs> so are people making love in the trees?
1: Well, um, that photo-eucalyptus union uh, is a couple um, straddling each other, and they're the lines of their bodies are mimicking this giant fork in this uh, giant eucalyptus tree that branches out. And, uh, you know, it's very hard to do this with words. It's so much easier go to the website, Tree Spirit Project, and go to the gallery page and look at it, and you'll have your own opinion, probably for your listeners, um, just making an assumption that most of them will say, well, what's the big deal? Why is there a charge around that one? But, you know, gosh, like I say, uh, the first time I showed Tree Spirit pictures in a big way at the, uh, I think it was the yeah, it was the New Living Expo in San Francisco had a big wall of photos all the prints out for the first time in a big way a uh, dear friend um, invited me to a show he gave me a big exhibit space there at, at the last minute and I had people stand in front of my booth and kind of stand there and not, not a booth it was bigger than that and more open than that and look and some of them wouldn't come in because oh my god naked people oh my god it was like sort of fascinating and repelling and they didn't know what to make of it generally people older but not that simple and then absolutely there were people who would, "Oh wow, what beautiful trees," and they didn't even see the people. like, <laughs> what? You didn't because they're just looking at the trees, and they weren't charged and triggered and looking for nudity or caring about nudity. So that's the extreme of the audience out there in the world for, for any artwork, not just mine. And then my so, Jack are
0: they making love in the trees?
1: <laughs> uh, were they literally making love while we made that photo no they were not
0: um, that's the question and, that and that's what you yeah, uh, uh, wanted to know
1: uh, okay yeah, yeah fair question and you know what maybe I will honestly my own growth is totally intertwined with this project so maybe I'll get to the point where I can have a couple invite them Gosh knows I know people who are I know people who are less inhibited than I am who would love to make love in a tree and try to make a photograph out of it, but I will say this, I keep coming back to what is my purpose with tree spirit, and that is to Bring people to trees. It's really an environmental mission first, expressed artistically, creatively, dramatically with bodies, sensuality, sexuality, yes. But I really want to reach an audience with this. So, I mean, I can do people copulating and conjugating and erect penises and all sorts of fun things I've had ideas for. But, you know, it's my own edge. I have my own limits and fear that if I do that, the culture won't allow these pictures in. And I so want them to be allowed in.
0: Yeah. And I, I have a lot of uh understanding and empathy for that, and it's a great transition to a few other things I want to speak with you about. So laying the foundation for my next series of questions, so I I hear and want to repeat really what your purpose is, as you said, is to bring people into the experience of nature and into the experience of trees. And fortunately Uh, nudity, I was like, nakedness, what do you call it? Nudity, right, Um, is, is an easy way to get media attention in the mainstream. So on one hand, it's a very swift and easy way to get attention. But then on the other hand, it just happens to be a beautiful combination, like a beautiful combination in cooking and spices that go together. I mean, it seems like it would be sort of odd to me if people had clothes on Because as you so eloquently said in one of your interviews, um, that it would date the pictures and the clothes might actually take away from the very experience of people being in the
1: trees. It totally takes away from the experience of being in the trees. I mean, (laughs) to anybody who says, oh, you're just doing this to get attention and it's just sensational... Uh, I, I mean, it, it, I, I'm so used to fielding that response and that question. But like, take any one of the photographs, and then imagine people in street clothes and put them on the tree, and it just, it's just—it's absurd. It becomes like a comic photo. Someone sitting there in a in a suit—it just does just doesn't work. And and then, as you said, Meredith, also when people are nude, they're much more tactily aware. And because most people wear clothes most of the time, it's this special moment when oh my God, they're nude outside not nude in their house or you know in their bedroom or something hidden away like there's something wrong with it so it it changes the people's experience
0: i i gotta tell you jack that that was my and all the research i did when you said what you said about people having clothes on in the trees that i got what you're doing in a totally different way i thought that was the most important piece of the project like, and I visualized a picture of you know people with clothes on and people not with clothes on and side by side. Like, well, which do you like better? And it just was such an obvious, yeah. an obvious choice. So, um, so you talked about some of the fears that you have about doing um, projects, and you know you touched on this this charged you know erections thing that we don't really want to talk about here, but we do. Where are the edges for you, and what are you afraid of other than losing mainstream attention?
1: Um, boy, <laughs> what are my fears? Uh, you know, I guess that's first it. I just feel like uh, I've put so much time and so much effort, effort and so much love, and so many other people have are putting time and effort and love into Tree Spirit Project, especially now as we go forward making a documentary film project about it. Um, if all of a sudden I just, like, sexuality is part of me, which it certainly is, and I want to express my sexual feelings, which I certainly do. And there's nothing wrong with that, which there certainly isn't. I feel like I'm doing a Seinfeld.
0: Um, Wait, but when I'm listening to you, it actually sounds like you think there's something wrong with it. That's what I'm hearing when you're speaking.
1: Oh, okay. Well, you know, um, thank you. That's fine. Uh, I'll, I'll cop to it. I'll say, do I have fears around being sexual? I mean, I, I guess I'll, I'm projecting, right? I'm saying, well, if I do it, then I won't be accepted. That's my fear. Jack just... Just express, do what you want to do in the world. Uh, Do a naked photo in a state park or do a naked photo wherever and make it sexual, and it doesn't matter where it lands. But I I have fears of not having the pictures go out. I have, I don't know, it's funny. I guess maybe I'm I'm trying to be introspective here and saying, am I just caught in my own projection, which is I can't do it, Meredith, you don't understand, because the world will blah, blah, blah. At the moment I'm saying that, it feels true. And I'm wise enough to question and say, is that just projection? just do it jack and don't worry about what happens with the world but
0: are you worried about money i mean is that is that a
1: concern <laughs> of course yeah I'm not about so money. i yeah, think that's yeah, yeah.
0: yeah i mean i just wanted to like call that right out cuz i was sure. noticing i went to jackphoto.com and i noticed like you are doing a ton of other types of photographs and you're charging yeah. what i i mean it seems like a a pretty you know what would you say that like high tier i guess of photographers or you know
1: um it's all relative. I consider myself in the middle more than some and, and less than some okay. people on the top, but sure. Yeah, whatever.
0: Yeah, you're you're the expert at that, not me, but I, I, you're not certainly giving away your photography for free, and you obviously are doing, uh, you know, events and people and animals and wedding and travel and all sorts of stuff. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just was wondering what... Like, what's this thing that we're going to find out about what Jack's doing that's so bad that we're going to not accept you for?
1: (laughs) Well, I guess to come back around for the other hot topic in our culture is certainly money. And that's absolutely my, at this point, I'd say my spiritual work, my spiritual growth is around money. That I I was taught, um, you know, money is somehow bad and dirty and only greedy people have it. And I've been rewriting my script around that and saying, uh, if... Money is a sign of me doing my work in the world, assuming my work is aligned with my higher purpose in this world, which is, you know, bring more love and light and truth in. And that's through artwork and through who I am and how I speak and as I can speak honestly and openly as I'm certainly attempting to do with you now. Uh, I mean, it's all, it's all connected, absolutely. So I have the fear if I do sexual pictures, they won't go out of the world, they won't sell, I won't be able to pay my bills, I'll have to stop being an artist and being a photographer to pay my way. And Tree Spirit is half of what I do. The other half has been jackphoto.com, which is my other photography. Portraits and people and sports and other things I love, you know, doing. But Tree Spirit is my calling right now, and I would love to switch over um, and just do Tree Spirit full-time. I mean, that's kind of what's been going on now gradually. But for that to happen, Tree Spirit um, has to be popular, whatever that means. And I'm right back in the paradox of I don't, con- I can't control how my work is received. I make it... Uh, by being connected to spirit and source and my own heart, however you want to call it, whether you're on the East Coast or West Coast, and then what will happen will happen. I, I've been blessed that so many people come to Tree Spirit and are drawn to the pictures and find them pleasing and aesthetic, all the things our culture does to decide whether a photo is well-received. but. Um, there, there you have it. There's there's my confession. So, you know. Thank you. Oh, help me Jack, through the forest gonna... of it, Meredith.
0: <laughs> there there you go. We're going to take a quick break. I'm so excited to come back from the break. And I'm going to ask you if you could photograph anything and have anything accepted in the whole world, what would that photograph be? We'll come back just in a minute. We're going to thank our sponsors. Jack, thanks for being with me. You're listening to LivingGreenShow.com. And I'm your host, Meredith Medlin. Stay tuned. Listen to Beauty Now, the intersection of cosmetic surgery, longevity, and biomedical innovation for confident decisions in preventative aging on personallifemedia.com. All right, Jack, thank you so much for opening up and sharing with us so the big question what's the photograph that you would take if you knew number one money was not an issue for taking care of you and number two that you knew that the reviews um, would ultimately catapult you into the next level of fulfilling your purpose here
1: very very probing very deep very original question Meredith I, I don't have an immediate answer I have to ponder it for a moment you know that's all right yeah, because I'm just so, That's so. I mean, I, I would just say on the air, I can say it again, but you mean, just pretend you have no fear, Jack, like, how do you do that? You know, there's such my filter, there's such my world, you're inviting me to see a world without fear. Well, thank you, but oh my God, how? Help me, Re- reach out your hand to me and show me. Where well, I don't take a look, what hand. do
0: you see? Like, take a big, deep breath in, right, you know, and visualize that scene what that looks like, you have your volunteers available to you, and you can do anything that you want to do, and it's your living legacy. It's your lasting legacy.
1: Um, well, you know, what I realized, I just i just got emotional there, is uh, I actually have the vision for the question you've asked me that I didn't know I had the answer to. And that is, um, <laughs> I hope the director of the film is okay with this, but um, we've already talked about what will probably be the last photo that would culminate in a rap party for Tree Spirit, you know, I don't know, whatever it takes to produce a film, a year down the road, two years down the road, it's a big project, but it's to be in Central Park near, actually, just, um, wow, <laughs> wow, just blocks from where I was born in Mount Sinai uh. Hospital, and to have hundreds of people drawn to participate in this photograph in Central Park at a location, one of two I've already kind of have mapped out, naked and dancing among trees, and for the, you know, for some of the world to be watching. That would be the big, big tree spirit picture. I've already spoken to Central Park and God bless Central Park in New York City. They're fine with the permit. They don't have an issue about nudity. It's New York. <laughs> like, oh, another artist, wonderful. Just when would you like to be there and how many police do we need to assign to you? And to have <laughs> I mean to me to orchestrate a photo that I think is good aesthetically, the New Yorker and me, the critic. And then also with my heart, you know, the uh, what I call the Californian in me now, which you know, those are labels; they're not accurate. It's not that simple. They're they're both both, but to do that with hundreds of people who would come to participate and dance among trees in this amazing park, which is a refuge for urban New Yorkers uh, with all their busy activity and amazing doings, to be to be human beings again, where I grew up. Wow, you know. Let the media come and let the media come and watch that. I'd just be, uh, i probably be crying half the time making that photograph.
0: Thank you for sharing that. I think that that's a great transition to something else that's really true to your heart, and that's that child within you that is continuing to express himself in your uh, your childlike wonder of trees and our natural environment. Can you give us a taste of how that that would fulfill that part of you?
1: Well, I, I guess you just heard it, which is why you uh instinctively know to pursue that question. Um I mean I'm a forty let's see, I just turned forty nine years old and Yeah, you know, happy birthday. It
0: was just Monday.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was uh three days ago, yeah, two days ago, I don't know, what day is today? But um to make full circle really, from a little kid, you know, two, three, four years old, my mother who died recently, um, was the first nature lover I ever knew and she uh, got us out of the city, up to the country, uh, counties above, north of the city, to come full circle around now as an artist and as a, an adult man um, making his way in the world and making artwork, to bring people to trees and to share the little kid in me who just walks among trees uh, the way all little little people do and little creatures do, other animal species, just wander around. We can watch them as adults and say, Oh, wow, it's so beautiful, and it touches us, because they're just in wonder, they're going up to grass and sniffing it or touching a flower or touching the bark on any tree. And it's just a simple wonder of, wow, we're alive, and look at these amazing things around us. To bring that back through my artwork, to express and to have the courage to be that vulnerable again, I mean, I was I was taught to hide that stuff, you know. Men don't cry and all that. Uh, it's taken me a long time to be able to show that and believe there is strength in vulnerability. <laughs> I've had more than one teacher and more than one therapist, you know, say say that that's true and it's a while it's a it's a journey to get there
0: well jack i'm hoping for you that that you know that childlike wonder and that turn on of your you know your young child and that excitement and that curiosity for nature, but also curiosity and wonder for the body. I mean, little kids are totally curious about the human body, you know, sexually and non-sexually. And obviously different parents give different messages, and that's, you know, that's a whole other, um, you know, that's a whole other, not necessarily show for me to do, but that's a whole other branch of a of a conversation. But I'm hoping for you, my vision for you is that you can link that uncumbered sensuality of that childlike wonder and really bring that discovery of the positive sensuality and sexuality into this, you know, gentle man and artistic wonder and inspiration and philosopher that you've become for yourself and for so many and that, that, you know, adult man within you and the businessman within you and can really bridge that success through money by really interconnecting with your small child and really expressing you know that love and wonder, which you found, the world is all about. And and my sense is is that if you interlace those two and know that there's so many of us here to support you, um, that that photograph will ultimately be birthed by you. That one in Central Park. So I'm hoping for a a full circular connection for you, Jack. So thank you so much for answering my questions and and sharing yourself with us and. I know that you are loved by so many people. So many of my listeners were excited when I said that you were going to be on my show. So um, I'd I'd love uh, if you'd wrap us up today with any any more of your comments um, and thinking a little bit about that lasting legacy that you're leaving in this
1: interview. Well, thank you, Meredith. Um, I I can only think to say that... um... I was born in New York, uh, my uncle, uh, a famous modern dancer with Martha Graham by the name of Stuart Hodes, and I grew up around dance and never danced myself, and not because anyone said don't dance, but because I had my own fears. I mean, wherever I as a child get that, and finally came to California, I had uh, some sort of a spiritual awakening, if those are the words for it, I don't know, um, and I was then led miraculously, to an ex- a so-called ecstatic dance in Marin County. And then I began to move my body and, over the course of a few months, transformed from someone who would never allow myself to dance to someone who I now love to move my body to music. Uh, it's a joy. I can express that. And, that. and that, in turn, led me to meet more amazing people and friends and people who were the first people, the dancers from that community. Um, the moving center school here in Marin led me to my first Tree Spirit Pictures. So... My own opening led to a greater expression of my artwork, to having a richer life, to making, I think, some of my strongest artwork and at my growing edges. So, you know, my growth is is right alongside tree spirit, and that's coming from my love for trees. I'm looking out the window now at redwood trees just sprouting out of the ground, probably 100 years old, 150 feet tall, and um, I'm connected to them. You know, they're they're helping me grow and learn and live.
0: Mm-hmm. Jack, it sounds it sounds like you gave um, a few secrets for your success and others. And the first one I heard was to uh, dance into your fears. The second was to uh, to move your body and to feel your body fully. The third is to open and participate in community. And the fourth and the last is to trust the flow and know that where you inserted into those places that were a little murky and a little scary ultimately uh, become the lining on that silver cloud and um, are the things that really birth a new beginning.
1: Yeah, well, thank you, Ernest. Thank you. You're welcome.
0: Thank you so much for being on our show. If, uh, if you want to learn more about Jack, I, ho- I sure hope you'll, you'll check out his website. He's got a tremendous amount of resources there. If you have any uh, questions or ideas for the show, please contact me via Facebook at Meredith Medlin. And if you would like to check out other shows, you can go to livinggreenshow.com. Thanks again, and I'm committed to bringing you personal development, success measurement, goal achievement, and all that around harmonizing with nature. So thanks so much for listening to Green Living Green. I'm your host, Meredith Medland, and Jack, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Meredith. You're very welcome. All right. Keep living green. Find more great shows like this on personallifemedia.com.